is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this, this is, is The Art, Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. Well, here we are, episode zero. This is where we are going to start our journey. And if you're listening, where you're going to start your journey. We're going to show you some really awesome classic recipes because we are with Uncle Brad and he has the classic cocktail foundation, but we're not going to leave you just there. I like to take the modern uh, twist take of a classic cocktail. So I like to take what Brad teaches us and make it fun, make it different, and stretch the rules a little bit. But understanding the cocktail first is is super important, and that's why we're here together. We're a good team. Jules, who the heck are you? Tell them about you. Yeah, yeah. So I am Join Jules, and Join Jules is a social media account where I share cocktails and cocktail recipes online. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it, it's on there. And really my main focus for Join Jewels is to teach people how to be comfortable and want to create a craft cocktail in the comfort of their home using fresh and seasonal ingredients. Why fresh and seasonal ingredients? Because it just tastes better. Yeah, you know, there's there's more to that story, uh, Jules, and you and I both know it. Uh, so <laughs> for starters, for those of you who don't know us, uh, which is going to be everyone right now in this episode. <laughs> so Jules is my niece. And so I had the benefit of watching Jules grow up. And she grew up in this house where her mom had a cooking show. And that cooking show went out into the field and and focused on what was fresh. And you guys just had this wonderful experience where you traveled all over, really all over the world. Mm -hmm. And you got to try all these different flavors and varieties. And, you know, your dad uh, is an excellent chef and your mom was an excellent host and was great at describing what was going on. And this thing just literally was like watching you guys jet set all over the place. And here's you and your sister getting this experience, right? With Mm -hmm. all these different cultures and different flavors. So your sister... Lucci is this amazing photographer who picked up photography along the way to kind of document these trips. And she's turned that into a career. And then you're like, I don't know, what can I do? Like, I, you know, I don't really cook that well. And, you know, I, I want to be able to put flavors together. And you took the path down cocktails. Now, why is it that you took the path down cocktails, remember? Well, okay, all right. So we, so we went back, all right? So I'm giving you the modern day, 2020, two years ago. If we really want to get into who Join Jewels is, yes. Mm-hmm. That is how I grew up. I also grew up where my family's been farming in Northern California for over 150 years. So to say that I know fresh is an understatement. And so I was lucky enough to know where my food was coming from to see the farmers at work. And and I have that in me because that's how I was raised. Coming from California, I take for granted that not everyone had that. And so I feel like that's really important when it comes to cocktails as well, is showing people the importance of fresh. Now, with that backstory, my mother's backstory of this cooking show, to Brad's point, 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. What was my passion? What was my drive? Well, it wasn't until I visited my uncle Brad in Minnesota, and he had known that I had taken some interest in cocktails. I was doing the happy hour San Diego craft cocktails. So he knew that I had interest, right? And so I visited him and he said, Jules, I have something special to show you. Come over. We had a holiday party. And so he was like, but I have something special for you. So I meet with Brad in his kitchen on the island and there's spots for two people, for him and I. And there's three pieces of paper with three different cocktails ingredients. There's syrup bottles and fresh squeezed juices that are, every tool you would need to make a cocktail was laid out in front of me. And Uncle Brad showed me how to make a craft cocktail. And it was, I believe the first one we made was a sidecar. And that Mm -hmm. was when for me, making cocktails clicked. Because how can four ingredients turn into this delicious, balanced, beautiful coupe liquid. And Brad, it really it really wasn't until I did this with you that I realized that this is what I want to do. I want to be able to make this. And that's uh-huh. why when COVID hit, I was making cocktails. And then that's why Join Jewels started. So there's a lot of backstory to who I am and and why I am. But Uncle Brad, I think we are a dynamic duo and yes. I wouldn't be here without you. Let's let's <laughs> just say that. I'd go as far oh, to say that. Thanks. No, you you I think you would have figured this out without me, but it was fun to uh to be able to, you know, bring that to you and give you that Christmas gift of your bartending starter <laughs> kit. And <laughs> yeah. And not that I didn't have fun with it, right? Like God, I think everybody had fun at the Christmas party. Yeah. So that's why you are the favorite uncle. And I hope for everyone listening, he will now be your favorite uncle. I pass it to you, Uncle Brad. Who are you and why are we listening to you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you're listening to me because uh, I guess you uh, were interested in cocktails. No. So who am I? I am... I am, my name is Brad, Brad Sutton. I, I'm in I'm in Minnesota, um, lovingly refer, uh, referred to as Uncle Brad. I grew up in the bar business. Like I just, bartending is just in my blood. My dad was a bartender. My grandfather owned bars. Like I just, I was always in a bar as a kid, not kind of in a bad way. Like my parents weren't <laughs> drunks, you know, I just, I just, I loved going to see my dad at work. And so I grew up really enamored by bars. And because I grew up in the 80s and, uh, you know, 90s, it was really a classic. I, I grew up before the cocktail revolution, right? So it was all about kind of these classic drinks. And my dad worked at a really kind of a classy bar. And and so it was, you know, martinis and, you know, gin and tonics and, you know, all these kinds of different standard old school drinks, the old fashioned. And I got to college. Of course, what did I do? I wanted to be a bartender because I, that's where I knew the money was at. But that's not necessarily where I can say that I got this great background in bartending. It was a job before the cocktail revolution. I was making sex on the beach, Bahama Mamas and uh, margaritas. And so it was nothing that was really like, oh, wow, this is so good because I was using a lot of syrups and stuff like that, right? Like I was in college. So it was after college, and I grew up in the bar business, so I enjoyed going to bars. I enjoyed watching the bartenders make their cocktails, and, and the cocktail revolution starting to hit. And I'd go to these 
these different bartending classes. And meanwhile, I'm also going to these different, you know, liquor stores that would have these free tastings on the weekend. And there was one in particular up here in Northeast Minneapolis called Certix. And we do these things called Certix Saturdays. And your dad, right? My brother mm-hmm. would come into town and and we'd go hit Certix uh, on a Saturday at like <laughs> noon <laughs> and do the wine tasting, do the beer tasting, do the liquor tasting and walk out of there with like, this big grin from ear to ear. The world is such a wonderful place and happy. And I've got a case of booze in front of me that I'm like, oh, wow, this is really great. We should totally make a drink with this. (laughs) And then I never made the drink again. And so I started collecting all of these different bottles of booze. And one day I'm like, gosh, how many bottles of booze do I have here? Like, oh, wow. I felt like, like 70 bottles. Like, holy crap, I gotta start making stuff with this. And so I wasn't really creating anything. I wasn't like struck by some amazing bolt of intelligence where I was like making these wonderfully craft cocktails that I was starting to see in these bars and even referencing the different bartending classes that I'd been through, you know, they're all like using their proprietary brand of bitters or some special tincture that they made in the back room. So these, these weren't really that helpful, right? These bartending classes, but I did pick up some cool tips and tricks that I didn't really necessarily know. And so I started buying cocktail recipe books and then finally things started to come together and I was able to start making these awesome cocktails because I started to understand the foundation. And then I started teaching other people how to make drinks because I loved the backstory on the drinks. And I tell people about it and then people would be like, oh, make me another one. I'm like, hmm, how about I teach you how to make one? Yep. You know, and so, so that relieved me of the pressure of having to be the home bartender for everybody. And so now I'm starting to teach other people how to make these drinks. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another and you come into town, I teach you how to do this and, you know, kind of do this format where it's like everybody got to learn alongside of us. And then somebody's like, hey, would you do this in someone's house if they gave you a little side cash? And I was like, sure, you know. And so I was doing kind of side gigs and then somebody auctioned me off at this like charity event and went for like 10 grand. So then I really had to up my game and, you know, make sure I had all the equipment, all the stories, all the booze, all the mixings, like all the things that I would help somebody then understand like, hey, look, I'm not going to give you some proprietary drink. I'm going to teach you how to make drinks the way they're supposed to be made so they taste good the first time you've ever had them. So you don't say like, oh, I've had that before. I really don't like martinis. It's like, well, you didn't have a martini the right way then because let's let's go back to the way this should be made. And then you can say, oh, you know what? I still don't like that. Okay, fine. But now you at least tried the way it was supposed to be made. So that's what I wanted to bring to people and then also give them a backstory. And then one thing led to another. And I just, I don't know, I just kind of became this cocktail instructor. And now here we are with 208 bottles in your bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I will live my lifetime and not get through all this. <laughs> well, I I think Uncle Brad, you are the professional drinker and the professional cocktail teacher. Whoa, 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 whoa. By professional drinker, you mean like I'm I know how to drink. I'm not a drunk. No, you're a professional cocktail drinker because some people make cocktails and they don't drink them, but you know how to sip and create your craft. You're a pro and you really are one of the best damn teachers I personally have ever had. Jules, we probably should get into... 
what this episode is all about, because this episode's a little bit different than the other episodes people are going to listen to, right? Like we're talking about how to set up that home bar. Yeah, no, this is going to be your episode where you can always revert back to this when you're starting your home bar, or if you need new ingredients or tools, come back to this episode because we are going to dial you in on setting up your home bar. So Brad, you being the expert in this I think you should kick us off on on how we start our bar from from step one. All right. Well, let's talk about building out your bar with your spirits, your hard alcohol. And there are two philosophies that I subscribe to, but I'm a big believer in the first philosophy. And I think this is where most people should start. And that is you buy your alcohol one drink at a time. Hang with us this season. We're going to teach you how to make 14 foundational cocktails. And Jules is going to teach you how to do a twist on those cocktails. And we're going to let you know what you need to buy and what equipment you're going to use, right? So you have time to to go to the store. Well, that's the most economical way of doing this. The second philosophy is more expensive. And, you know, this is for the people who like, hey, look, I have got a big party coming up. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm well-stocked. I can make a variety of different drinks or people can make their own drinks. Or I'm the kind of person that I need my birthday gifts before my birthday. And I like to open my Christmas gifts way before uh, Christmas and, you know, whatever. So, fine. For you, here's your list. Vodka. Vodka is versatile. Can't go wrong with a bottle of vodka in your bar. Gin. I would go out and get a London Dry. Uh, We're going to use a Plymouth gin uh, later here this season. So um, know that there's a big world of gins and uh, there's a lot of different flavors. And there are gins that taste delicious and there are gins that literally taste like someone stabbed you in the throat. So maybe do a little research on your gins before you go buy your gins or just wait until we start talking about the drinks that we're making. You are going to want to go buy a light rum and a dark rum. Dark rum meaning it's just been aged a little bit, right? So those are both very versatile rums and will be used in a variety of different cocktails. If you want to buy a spiced rum, go for it. If you've got friends who like their spiced rums and Coke and cola, fine. But we're not going to talk about spiced rum this season. We'll talk about spiced rums when we get into tiki or some other things here later on. So it's it's not like you're, it's going to go to waste. The next thing you want to buy is tequila. But I would say start with a Reposado tequila. It's a bit more versatile than Blanco. It's a bit easier, I would say, on the palate, especially if you get 100% agave. Now, there are wonderful Blanco tequilas out there. Fine. Reposado is, is something that, you know, it just it just gives those cocktails a little extra um, flavor and it's really nice, you know, like in a margarita. So get yourself a Reposado. Then finally, go get yourself a scotch. A blended scotch. We're going to use a blended scotch later on this season for a, a mixed drink. Blended scotch is also great in a scotch and soda. You might have relatives, maybe they're older relatives who like their scotch and sodas. Can't go wrong with a nice blended scotch. If you have people who are single malt drinkers and they like it neat, fine. Then go get yourself a nice bottle of scotch um, and you know you figure out what kind that should be. So that is the list. Jules, I'm sure you have stuff to add. Yes, yes. No, that is a great list for you. Now, for the join jewelers out there, here is, if you're starting your home bar, what I would recommend. I'm with Brad. Gotta have a vodka. You gotta have a gin. Now, when it comes to tequila, I think you'll want a Blanco and a Reposado. And if you are a tequila lover, get an Añejo. Now, there is one thing you did not add, which I, I expected this from you, Brad, honestly. Mezcal. I think 
if you love to yeah. dabble in it, you should get a bottle because it you can add it with your rum drinks. You can add it, obviously, in substitution of tequila. I think it is a great addition. But that is that is my list. And I think whether you go with Brad's list or my, my list, it really is a great way to start. And slowly start you know, picking away at it. Don't, you don't have to buy it all at once. You can just kind of start to pull things that you like and build and build and build. So those are some good bottles to start with. Listen, I I want to like Mezcal. I just, I'm looking for that Mezcal I fall in love with. Let's be honest, you know, we don't all like everything. I like, I want to be cool and like IPAs when I drink a beer. (laughs) They taste like poison to me. I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not cool. Okay, I, I just, I just can't get there on the Mezcal and the IPAs. But- when it comes to liqueurs and uh, fortified wines, you definitely want your sweet vermouth and your dry vermouth. And when you buy vermouth, also know that there is a world of difference in vermouths. Now, you can start with kind of the basics, the ones you always see, you know, on the shelves. That's fine. And when you do buy vermouth, I would suggest you don't buy the big format bottles. Buy the half bottles because vermouth has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not putting vermouth in the fridge you're greatly reducing that shelf life. So vermouth belongs in your refrigerator. And when you buy vermouth, buy the half size bottles because you want to determine if not you even like that vermouth. Because if you don't like it, you didn't have a huge investment, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so we've got sweet vermouth. That's the dark stuff. Dry vermouth, that's the white stuff or the clear stuff. Then you're gonna want an orange liqueur, Mm -hmm. right? So this is your triple sec and you can kind of upscale it with some other well-known brands. Cointreau. Quantro, there you go. And you can also add Campari to that list, which is a bitter orange liqueur. Everything that we're telling you and that I've just told you are all things that we're going to use throughout this season, by the way. So don't fret if you want to go make that investment. But that's where I would, that's where I'd stop on my investment. So I think for starting your home bar, the only other thing I would add to that liqueur is to start. I love my liqueurs. So to start is a coffee liqueur because an espresso martini is a hot cocktail right now. I think it's important to have coffee liqueur. You know what? You're right. A coffee liqueur is a great one to add it's because there are lots of things you can do with a coffee liqueur. So true. good call out. I would add the coffee liqueur as well. Okay. And then after we have our liqueurs, which those are just the starters, but you have to have bitters, right? I mean, Brad, you are Mm -hmm. the one who uses them, I feel like, the most more than I do. So what do we need for bitters? All right. So bitters, the great thing about bitters is they last forever. The bad thing about bitters is there's a lot of different bitters you can (laughs) choose from. And people are like, oh, I'm going to get the celery bitters. Like, hold on, hold your horses. Don't go get the celery bitters just yet. If you do, Mm -hmm. throw it in a Bloody Mary, by the way. So bitters, you're going to need three in my book, and that's Angostura, and everybody knows what that bottle looks like. You want a bottle of orange bitters. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Angostura also makes an orange bitters. Don't confuse the two. One is Angostura bitters. One is Angostura orange bitters. Mm-hmm. Two very different things. And then you're also going to want a, it's called Peixos. It looks like it's spelled like Peixades and it's red. That's a great bitters to have as well. We are going to use all three this season. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, starting out, I wouldn't add anything to that, maybe chocolate bitters. But other than that, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's a great starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll come up with a recipe to use chocolate bitters, mole bitters, all kinds of fun bitters out there. I mean, come on. Bitters are like the seasoning. That's the seasoning in a drink. The salt and pepper, yes. The no, salt and pepper. They are delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, but to continue on with building our home bar, you have to have mixers. And Brad, I'm going to kick this one off. So. 
I think for this, you should always have a good tonic. Gin and tonic is a classic. It's great to have on hand. I also think club soda, sparkling water is great. And then I think having... I believe one of the most popular brands is a fever tree and, and they have flavored. So you can get a lemon lime flavor. You can even get a grapefruit flavor. And those are those sparkling water sodas that I think are great in a Paloma, something like that, I think is great to have. I also think you should have, if you want to do soda cocktails, to have a Coke, uh, have a 7-Up. But really, I think that those are the, the bases for mixers so that's that's it. We nailed it on the on the on the mixers. And oh, I would also say, like you know, you want to make an investment now. Go get one of those things where you can make your own soda water at home. Yeah, because that's going to save you tons of garbage, and it's also going to save the planet a little bit. But it comes in really handy, you know. And some of them even you can make your own sodas. So yeah, I was going to say you could add flavors to them. So yeah, good yeah. call out, Brad. Okay, so equipment, right? Yeah. There's a lot of equipment here, right? And there's, I'm going to go in order of importance and everything after this is pretty optional. So, so I'll tell you where the optional line starts here in a second. So as far as equipment goes, you're going to want your double-sided jiggers. You're going to want your one ounce and you're going to want your two ounce. And double-sided means there is a measuring component to each side, or you could do a graduated jigger if you want that has like all kinds of measurements inside the glass. I like the double-sided jiggers because I have a one and a two, and I've got a half ounce and a three-quarter ounce. Mm -hmm. So I've got those two because most drinks are a fraction of what we just talked about. I like a 10-on-10 Boston shaker, a 28-18, because 28-ounce, 18-ounce, so it's two cups, 10-on-10. Some people might use a glass, like a pint glass, and a large tin as the other half of that Boston shaker. I like 10-on-10 because it's just... It's just more comfortable for me. And you're able to make a couple of drinks at once when you have a 2818. If your shaker's too small, it sucks. Trust me, it sucks. Get a 2818. Hawthorne strainer, that's the thing that goes on top of that large tin thing, or you can put it on top of a mixing glass. You know, it kind of looks like it's it's kind of got a big round thing at the end with horns that sticks out and a spring underneath. That keeps all the big chunks of ice and stuff out of your drink. But then you're also going to want a uh, a small conical strainer or fine mesh strainer. And that's that, that kind of cone-shaped strainer or maybe half-dome-shaped strainer that's about the size of a cocktail glass that you pour with the Hawthorne strainer on top of the, the one glass. You pour that through the fine mesh. And now you're taking all the little bits out, like the seeds and the little chunks of ice out of the drink. So there's going to be drinks that we're going to make where you're going to need that second strainer. Get a juice press. And don't just get any juice press. You can use a hand juice press, but you know if you're going to entertain, go get one of those juice presses where you stick the citrus on top of that, and you're like, rah, 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 rah. like that's the thing that you want because believe me, it's going to unless you want to work your forearms, right? Uh, get that juice press. I'm a big fan of clear squeeze bottles. Why? Because I like to put my simple syrups in clear squeeze bottles. I like to put my fresh juice in clear squeeze bottles because then it's easy to add it to. The cocktail. So the ones that are about the size you'd see at a restaurant, you know, like a burger joint, about that size, those plastic squeezy things, you know, they're clear. You can get ones that look like ketchup and uh, mustard if you want. Not going to look that great on your bar. I would suggest you go with clear, but you get the idea. A funnel, I think, is, uh, is imperative too, because to pour that stuff into those clear plastic bottles, you're going to want a funnel. You're going to want, obviously, a paring knife. You probably got a knife laying around the house already. And then you're going to want a Y peeler. And now the things are going to get optional. But the Y peeler is important because that helps you take the citrus off the fruit. 
without digging too deep into the pith. You mm-hmm. don't want pith in uh, in your you know whenever you you take that that peel off. So get that Y peeler, and then now let's move into the optional things. A muddler. You can also use the other end of a wooden spoon. Uh, you're going to want that bar spoon. Bar spoon's great. Not necessarily essential. You can use any old spoon to mix a cocktail. A mixing glass, you know, a mixing glass is great. Looks awesome on your bar, but you can also use a pint glass or you can use the, uh, you know, the other half of your Boston shaker. You could use a small, you know, small cutting board if you don't want to use, you know, your countertops. I wouldn't recommend it. Or like, you know, any of your other big cutting boards that you might have. They're kind of convenient. Bar towels, you know, if you want special towels for your bar, you're always going to need a bar towel. Uh, you're going to want a, a bar mat. I mean, that's one of those things that it's great to make a drink on top of a bar mat because as you have spillage, it collects in that mat. Mm-hmm. But again, not essential. You can make your drink on top of a bar towel and to be just fine. Ice bucket, if you want a special little ice bucket set out so you can make cocktails and grab ice easily. And then little bitters bottles. And so you want to transfer your bitters over into these little bottles and that kind of really ups your bartending, home bartending game. Makes you look really cool when you got that stuff. Yeah. I think you'd add to that, Jewel. I mean, that's a pretty complete list. No, right? I was going to say, I feel like some people listening might feel overwhelmed, but don't worry. This is just the, this is the list, right? This is all yeah. the things you will want if you want to have a complete set. I think when it comes to, I'm starting my home bar, what do I need? Jiggers, shaker, strainers, juice press. And honestly, I think the bitter bottles, because when you buy bitter bottles, you can add them to your bar and it looks really nice and elegant. So I feel like for me, that is where I would start. And from there, kind of build off that list. But I think for the most part, if you got everything on that list, I would be pretty certain that you wouldn't need anything else. Yeah, you're good. Glassware. Yeah, Glassware. This is, this is right, probably we're... the last thing you'll... Home stretch. Need. Yep, this is the last thing we need to talk about because it is important. Right. So... Here's the thing about the cocktails we're going to make this season and probably from here on out. Most of these cocktails are going to be about four ounces, if not a little more. Five uh, to six ounces on the high side. For that, you want to keep the, those ounces in mind as you buy your glasses. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> if you make too big of a drink and you got a little tiny glass, <laughs> it's going to come out over the other side, right? So so uh, get a, doubles rocks gla- a double rocks glass. That's important. We're going to use a double rocks glass. Mm-hmm. A coupe glass. You got to have a coupe glass. Oh. You can have a martini glass, but you guys get the coupe glass. It Don't just get me looks, started. I know. I I'm know. a coupe gal. I know. Okay. Yeah, you are a coupe gal. So get a coupe glass. Get a highball glass. Get a pint glass. You probably have pint glasses already if you've ever bought a glass from a bar or whatever. I don't know, Jules, you're not a fan of the champagne flute. I don't like I am it. a fan of, I, I love a champagne flute. I'm sorry. Sorry, use sorry. a coupe. Sorry, I'm a coupe gal. Use mm. a coupe for your champagne. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard to clink clink uh, a coupe glass. So True. I like the champagne glass, folks. Preference. Trust me, get the champagne glass, right? Preference. Yeah, trust me. Um, coupe glass if you're you know gonna sit around with your pinky out and look fancy. Fine. From here, meh. yeah, you want to get a martini glass? Go for it. Collins glass, which is a lot like a, a highball glass. Sure, go for it. Lowball glass, a little bit smaller than a double rocks glass. Sure, go for it. And then specialty glasses like margarita glasses or, you know, Nick and Nora's and stuff like that. Totally your preference, right? That's totally your preference. We're going to use the the aforementioned, you know, just a couple of glasses that we talked about before. You want to get some of those specialty glasses. That's totally up to you. And, you know, again, looks cool on your bar. So, yeah, no, I think that that's a that's a great list. 
I was going to add when you said specialty glasses for all the girls out there, I think that love margarita as much as I do. Margarita glasses are fun and I highly recommend them because you can decorate your bar with your tequila and all of those things. Last thing I will recommend for glassware is shot glasses. And I know what you're thinking, but there are some really great shot glasses out there (laughs) for when you want to start dabbling in different types of tequila or mezcal, Brad. Sure. You can can put them in these really pretty shot glasses and sip it and have a couple. So I think shot glasses are really great when you start acquiring an X amount of bottles and you want to start tasting them and see what you want to use. So shot glasses should be on the list. And you can also use shot glasses to have a fun time as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking that away from anyone, but that is a that is a great list. Those are our lists for starting a home bar. Again, it's a lot, but if you slowly start chipping away at this, I think it's a great place to start and to start building and then you find what you like. And I will agree with Brad. I think one of the best ways to start your home bar is to first figure out the cocktails you will be drinking because from there, it decides what booze you need, what tools you need and the glassware you'll need to serve it. And then from there, you can go off. But I think finding what you like first is the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, shot glasses. Uh, I know I'm not making any Scooby snacks or surfers on acid or well, I don't know what whatever people drink now today for uh, for shots. I like a lowball glass for that stuff. But again, you know, hey, look, you get shot glass. I'm not throwing shade on people who make shot glasses or anything like that. I just put that shot right in my lowball glass and <laughs> go sit down. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Hey, listen, you, you could, you know, everybody could use a shot glass, right? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm being hard on the shot glasses. I know you're hating on the shot glass. I don't know why. I hate but all right, eyes. to end this episode, I would love to share with everyone what each of our favorite cocktails are. So, Brad, what is your favorite go-to cocktail? Oh, my! Fa- I, if if I am at a restaurant or a bar and I see this that they're capable of making it. It's a rum old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Now I love an old fashioned, but a rum old fashioned, specifically a rum old fashioned that's got kind of like a higher end, you know, kind of pineapple. There's this, it's called plantation. They've got this pineapple rum that just, oh, it's so good. And kind of these aged rums. My God, I love a good rum old fashioned with Demerara syrup. Mm. Sign you up. All right. Rum old fashioned for Brad. And then I would have to say for me, I'm going old school, is the last word. And I like the last word because you can switch out the main spirit, which is gin, and you can switch it out for mezcal, and it's just so delicious. So the last word is an equal parts cocktail, gin, maraschino liqueur, chartreuse, and lime juice. It's balanced. It's beautiful. It's delicious. That is my go-to cocktail. Those are the tips from Uncle Brad and I to How to Build Your Home Bar. Those are our favorite cocktails. And then next week, we are actually going to teach you some recipes so you too can drink along with us. And I think we have a good recipe for next week. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I'm excited for it. But there you have it, building your home bar with Joint Jules and Uncle Brad. (laughs) Yeah, see you next week. Big time, big fun. Brad. Cheers, Jules, and thank you everyone for listening to the show. Don't worry, we will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website joinjules.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at 
The Art of Drinking podcast. And of course, find Jules at Join Jules or Cigars and Vino. That's me also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jules Cocktail Club and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jules and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts.